the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. And I want to welcome you to another Monday edition of Lifeline. Hope you can hear me out there. So glad to be with you once again on a marvelous, marvelous Monday evening. The time is 5.05. It is October 17th, 2022. And it is a glorious time to be alive. It is also a very precarious time to be alive. It is a well, I guess necessary time to be alive because if it wasn't, we wouldn't be alive, would we? And here we are um, looking at another one of God's faithful 24 hours, uh, seven days a week, and uh, the cycle goes on, does it not? The number to reach me is one 367 I am wondering these days... You know, what's going on in people's minds? Are they settled? Does life have the insignia of normal? Or, you know, are people really deeply troubled and deeply uh, in cogitation about the things that have happened over the last several years and how they have created, at least at the deep socio-psychological level, um, a change? Just an absolute change. I was talking with a young man on Sunday. had a wonderful time in worship this Sunday at Grace. You might have been there. And uh, if you were a visitor and you came to uh, join us in the worship of our God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, um, you're welcome to let me know um, on this program. We like to kind of just keep it free and uh, and uh, gregarious, if you if you will. That's what the body of Christ is, the ecclesia. I had had a great time, and I was talking with one young man who has just recently come up out of incarceration, and he had been uh, part of the community of grace several years ago, and just now coming back, um, struggling through his own challenges, he looks around and he sees people, and, and, and quite naturally, and I'm sure this is the case with so many communities, particularly communities of faith, our our demographics are the same. We have a multi, a rich multi-ethnic group of people in Hayward, um, uh, in-house, about 300 folks, 350 folks come out. And then we have another uh, very faithful, about 200 plus people who watch uh, weekly um, our programs who are members of Grace 2. But for some reason or other, and we have a few ideas, um, just so many changes having taken place over the last two years we have not come back to normal. We just have not. And I had to kind of talk to this young man about 
where people are, you know, we're coming up out of a major experiment on our world, the likes of which we have never had occur before. And you know this. And hundreds of thousands of professionals know this. Just listening to a report by a recent whistleblower from Pfizer, CEO, who um, oversaw the trials that were taking place prior to the release of the uh, COVID jab. Uh, and, and she is now a whistleblower to some degree in protection because of her clear evidence of a misrepresentation and mishandling of the trials of which if her information had gotten out before the, uh, the jabs were released on the world, there's a good possibility that a large portion of people who are out there now that have been slated and we can call them uh, remorseful uh, jab proponents remorseful jab proponents. And you may even be one of those as well. And if you want to, while we still have an opportunity to talk about the truth, communicate the truth, preach the truth, tell the truth, um, you there, there would be those who would be comforted by your affirmation. Because one of the things that I know that has worked relatively well, not completely, but relatively well, is the... Um, the uh, muzzling or silencing of absolute free thought about what I am calling one of the biggest threats to humanity uh, and the dysfunctional powers of government whose malfeasance was on perfect display in, in the last couple of years in their failed attempt to, to change the world permanently by a kind of medical threat of global proportion. Uh, we all know this now. Uh, and then in, in, in conjunction with that, the media display of theatrics and images and planned orchestrated talking points by false news broadcasters who completely uh, operated out of an oblivion to the real facts. They were actors and comedians and entertainers who not only bought the lie, but scolded discerning men and women who didn't buy the lie and tried to impose false guilt on them by employing and even twisting Bible concepts like love your neighbor and put your mask on and stand back six feet. And by all means, if you love your granny and love your, get the jab. Now, um, none of which they did or said uh, did they engage in at length behind closed doors. I was listening to a very uh, competent surgeon uh, yesterday as well who uh, no not a surgeon a um, a, an, a a funeral director who does autopsies on bodies that's a whole nother story I might get into that a bit today because one of the policies during the COVID lockdowns was that if people died of COVID, COVID as they tagged it they were not to be touched or seen or uh, examined and certainly not autopsied for what was going on in their body because your body will tell you how it died if you allow professional eyes and, and, uh, and ears and hands of, uh, of, of, of the autopsy community to look at it. They'll tell you what happened. And, and a lot of that was hidden from uh, husbands and wives and parents and children. So they never got a chance to even really find out what was biologically or at least uh, physically uh, the evidence and consequences of why loved ones died. Besides the ubiquitous and overgeneralized term, they died of COVID. And you and I know now by the facts that the vast majority, over 70 percent 
of people died with COVID as they tagged them, but they did not die from COVID. That remains to also be legally and judicially um, vetted and uh, uh, made accounted for in many uh, courtrooms, not only across America, but around the world, ladies and gentlemen, around the world. Uh, you're not hearing it again in your major media outlets because they've been paid off by Big Pharma to um, stay tightly uh, closed-lipped in terms of all of the uh, adjudications that are going on around the world. Um, but uh, they, too, ha- have been proven to be complicit in the in the cover-up of the harm and dangers of things that have been going on. And, and I, I wonder, I often wonder, are, are human beings who have been uh, subjected to uh, the last two years, are they capable of, uh, of recognizing that something um, of a uh, scientific, medical, uh, sociological uh, rape, uh, assault, um, imposition, uh, fraud, uh, be, uh, fraudulent behavior has occurred. I mean, you, we were talking about this last week when we were speaking up against Gavin Newsom's policy to shut doctors down if they don't do anything but state exactly what the government stand is on this thing called vaccines being nothing but safe and effective. We know better than that, and doctors can't say it. That cannot be medical freedom. That has to be medical control, medical fascism, medical tyranny. Um, It cannot be medical freedom. And as this one um, autopsy reporter, he was a funeral director who actually does examinations along with doctors, stated he knows tons of doctors who know that this thing went wrong bad, but will never, ever open their mouth to say anything because they have to pay their bills. Now, you and I, and I hope that that you are the kind of person that I am, the matters of medical manipulation, medical fraud, medical harm, medical danger, medical uh, injury and then medical death are way too important an issue for you and me to just go on about our merry way, ho-hum, like everything is all right. Now, we have tons of crooked po- politicians and, as I stated, prostituting doctors who are saying it's safe and effective. There are a few surgeon generals, the Lord blessed them enormously, like Dr. Latipo of Florida, uh, the young African-American uh, general uh, surgeon, surgeon general elected by Ron DeSantis, who has been godly and honest to warn the American people of the present dangers of these jabs, particularly to the youth, the future of our world, when we are dealing with these euphemisms called sad, sudden adult death, and then SID, sudden infant death. Um, which is a a, a euphemistic joke, quite frankly. Uh, Their bodies are suffering these kind of synthetic clots and the blood is contaminated and it's causing uh, heart attacks and strokes and and, uh, so many different different things. And uh, the evidence is pouring in and the media is saying nothing about it. And I just wonder too, are you, uh, are the thousands of people that I'm listening to, are you aware of these things? Are you concerned about these things? We've got a lot more to say. I want to talk about Uncle Tom, too. I want to talk a little bit about the exposure of things by uh, by Kay. He calls himself Kay now. And uh, then I'll take your calls and your observations on the Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is one triple eight. 
367-5329. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back uh, on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Hopefully we are okay with our signal and everything. This is your host for the Monday edition of Lifeline, Jesse Gistan. Glad to have you with us again. The number is one 367 1-888-367-5329. If you want to have a conversation with yours, yours truly before the break, I was just contemplating and, and thinking through just... Um, uh, a lot of the things that are going on today that that are still problematic from from the last two years, as we stated, we are not in a normal situation. And as such, we need to be asking ourselves, are we are we ready for the future? Are we ready for what's coming down in the next couple of months? I had a wonderful men's meeting this Saturday, Saturday with our guys out of the book of Habakkuk. And we talked about watching Habakkuk was a prophet and his watching was on a par with the uh, military assignment of Israel in Palestine to watch for enemies, uh, foreign and domestic, to watch for the tranquility and, and peace of the nation, to watch for any kind of internal upheaval or treasonous behavior. And, uh, and what we learned was that uh, Habakkuk, Habakkuk 1 and 2 lays out how Habakkuk himself saw all sorts of evil and treachery and wickedness and violence and crime. Uh, And in chapter 1, he lays it out. It was so horrible what he saw, he began to call upon God and and ask God, what's going on? I'm calling on you and you're not making making, uh, known to me what I am observing. I'm I'm looking at people who are your covenant people, who are under uh, Torah, who are called to promise, who are to engage in a life of prosperity, unity, harmony, and fruitfulness. And I see wickedness everywhere, as Solomon said, in the place where righteousness is supposed to be utter injustice. And in the place of um, of, of justice, we see uh, criminal behavior. He's talking about both the, uh, the church house as well as the White House uh, Solomon and Solomon knew something of that nature himself. And, and Habakkuk was saying, how can these things be? I mean, if you read Habakkuk chapter one, you're going to be absolutely amazed at the, at the fear, at the, uh, at the treachery, at the oppression that he had to put up with. And then God told Habakkuk in chapter two, around chapter one, around verses five through, um, verse 16, that, um, because my people are disobeying my word, I have given them over to this kind of self-destructive mode. And in addition to that, the Babylonians are coming to bring judgment upon uh, these people, as God had said in Torah. If you obey me, I will, I will bless you. If you don't obey me, I will not bless you. And God began to talk about uh, the difficulties that they would go through. And And we know the fourfold judgments of God that come on our land when we disobey him. One is we lose peace. 
we lose peace. There's no peace, said my Lord, unto the wicked. We lose peace when we don't walk in righteousness with God, when we don't walk in right standing with him. And that starts in the community of faith as well. As you know, I've been holding us accountable to that for a long period of time. The white horse of the gospel brings peace to a community. That is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The white horse is the gospel and message and rule and reign of Christ over the world for the cause of spiritual peace first in Christ spiritual peace. And we would argue that if a society, if a people group would submit to the crown rights of the true and the living God and submit to his word, that they would find peace in their life, peace in their home, peace in their businesses, peace in their relationships. Would you agree with that? That they would find the kind of unity, harmony, and therefore continuity of, uh, of health, of mind and soul and body that they can experience the shalom of God, the peace, economic peace, familial peace, that is domestic peace in the home, spiritual peace in Christ that allows our bodies to function at low levels of uh, anxiety and low levels of depression. We talked about that yesterday with Saturday. We had a great, great uh, old men and young men's meeting, a combination of the young and old. I loved it. It was absolutely phenomenal. And we had a chance to talk through the whole idea of a watchman. So now if you're not really sure about what PJ does, uh, almost seven days a week now, but certainly six at the, at the least, is I watch. Watchman, what of the night? What's going on out there in the dark regions and obscure regions of the world that the common people, common citizens, society and civil persons on the ground cannot see? Well, Isaiah would tell you treachery and Jeremiah would tell you hypocrisy and Hosea would tell you spiritual idolatry and, and Joel will tell you calamity and judgment and, and Jeremiah and lamentation would tell you six woes are upon the people of God and the people of the land. And I would say I, I, that's what I'm looking at in my, in my world right now. I'm just kind of wondering what what's next, because you, you sense it, you know it, you you know, we're not we're not free. We're not right now. We're struggling with major economic challenges and uh, we're slated for them to get worse than they are now. And, and, and you are you watching over that? Are you watching over your finances? Are you are you able to determine that whether or not you're going to fare well enough over the next six or seven months? Because the economists are telling and your own president told you as well, did he not? President Biden said we're going to have a tough time going forward and we're going to have to be strong, even though I would argue that a good portion of this uh, inflationary economic uh, disturbance is controlled uh, and is controlled by the uh, red horse, not the white horse, but the red horse of war. Because God says when we fail to operate according to biblical principles, gospel principles, then the red horse of war comes in. And we are in a wartime situation, are we not? You you got your media looking over there at uh, Russia in the Ukraine debacle, and uh and we're wondering whether or not we are on the brink of nuclear war. Now, I know you don't. I know your consciousness is not raised to that level, but it ought to be, because while you're hearing the media talking about all kinds of other uh, ancillary things that don't make for the real matters that we need to be focusing in on, the salient matters that we need to be locked in on, 
we are we are uh, we are tampering with a very destabilizing situation when it comes to to, to Russia, and uh, it, it's 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 something that needs to be needs to be understood that we we are contemplating, and you're hearing uh, the war mongers talking about you know the potential of nuclear strikes by Russia against America. You haven't heard that in a while. And again, I will say conflating this presidency with the previous presidency, because I've I've shared with our community of faith for years now that the vast majority of war that's engaged in is political at its foundation. And you and I are the necessary pawns that are manipulated, at least at the level of our finances being stripped away from us by policies that reinforce a uh, a warmongering culture. And uh, Daniel told us that too, as well in the book of Daniel, that uh, the God that the Antichrist system would take up would be a God of force. Uh, and he would not be operating out of a dependence upon the ancient gods, the gods of fortune, the gods of goodwill, the gods of crops and the gods of agric- agriculture. No, the gods of force and the gods of war. And and we've been operating out of that for a long time as well. And we know that a lot of times our wars are not anything but opportunities for major shifts in political paradigms, economic paradigms and social paradigms. And, um, and you know, I wouldn't I, don't be surprised if you don't hear shortly some kind of small escalation and even uh, conflict that would include some kind of nuclear uh, war elements. Don't be surprised about that, except you should be surprised at a media that's not keeping you well and accurately informed because they want you to be so uh, distracted that when it hits, you will immediately, once again, completely comply to the government without question, without discrimination, without critique, without judgment. And and And, and our founding fathers did not uh, did not write to us in the Constitution and Bill of Rights that we should be ignorant and uh, undiscerning about geopolitical issues as they relate to where we are today. All right, the number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. If you want to chime in, you got some concerns, you've got some some thoughts, if you got some ideas that you want to start to. Um, to dialogue about. If you're a new listener, I'd love to hear from you as well. one 888 Let's begin to turn this into a dialogue, a trialogue, a conversation that will carry us throughout the rest of this program. Of course, I've got lots more to talk about on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The time is 535 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. And uh, very thankful for those of you who chime in Monday after Monday after Monday when I am able to be in uh, uh, on the microphone with you sitting at my desk in my home, looking out my palatial window across the mountains of Castro Valley over into Hayward, Fremont, Union City and uh, and beyond. Uh just thankful to be alive and thankful to be in this position. Watchman, watchman, what of the night? Habakkuk said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. This is the conversation that we had on Saturday with a good group of men 
uh, young and old, about our role and responsibility as men to be watchmen of our home and watchmen in our lives and watchmen over those those uh, responsibilities to which God has called us. And of course, the preacher is called to be a watchman. Our politicians are called to be watchmen. Our leaders, our government are called to be watchmen. Our, our military is called to be watchmen. But God also talks very uh, ill of many of the watchmen as being treacherously sleep and slumbering and loving to sleep and not barking and not telling the truth about what is coming. He told Ezekiel, Ezekiel, at what time I will warn you to blow the trumpet and to tell the people about an enemy on the approach, if they hearken to you, then their, uh, then their blood is not on your hand. But if you do not warn them about the present evil, the coming evil, the spiritual evil, the internal evil, the evil of the heart, the evil of society, the evil of corrupt institutions, the evil that is all uh, built upon a rejection of God's will in their life. If you don't warn them, as Mr. John MacArthur warned uh, Governor Newsom, if you don't warn them, then their blood is on your hand. If you want to know a motive for which I'm warning you, week in and week out, um, is because if you know and you are not responding appropriately to that knowledge. It's on you. It's, you're not going to be able to say you didn't have an opportunity five to seven on Mondays for several years now. And I've been able to bring warning about a bunch of things since I've been on this program. Warnings about the false church. Warnings about ecumenism. Warnings about syncretism. Warnings about false doctrine and false teaching. Warnings about the diabolical manipulation of politics in our world. The scam of media around politicians and, and their surreptitious ways. Warning, warning, warning. And then we started in on on uh, the whole COVID scam, warning about uh, the misrepresentation of the facts around this 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 diabolical thing that uh, they wanted to call natural, but we we warned that it wasn't natural. It's not even supernatural. It was, uh, it was a a bio mixture of Frankenstein uh, gain of function. Uh, I guess we can call it just absolute hazardous behavior that has been uh, foisted on the world and, 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 and new policies to boot with it so that we have been totally and utterly impacted. But if you just stick your camel's nose in the tent of truth, you can find that there are good whistleblowers everywhere telling you what you intuitively know is a, a governmental uh, implementation that has not been in the best interest of the American people. This is why we said last week as well um, that when you think about Donald Trump as as a legitimate contender contender in um, in 24, you got you have to really think again. You're gonna have to really think again. Um, of course, they're going after him. Uh, with everything in the kitchen sink in the deep state, in the security state, because they don't want him to uh, foster policies of self-preservation because they've sold our government to the global agenda, China and other countries uh, to to bring us down and destroy our way of life. And it starts with uh, with a loss of economic freedoms uh, as well as now medical health. 
Uh, it's a tragedy what's going on. And so many doctors have been blowing the whistle about what just happened around the world. And if you really had a good media worth its weight in in uh, in information and data, you would know different countries around the world have utterly abandoned what our government is trying to continue to force upon us. By the way, guess what I learned? I learned that out of all the nations that have been smitten with COVID, so-called, whether it's the uh, COVID that was that preceded the uh, jab or the COVID that came after the jab, because, of course, you know, the uh, curve was supposed to be leveled. You know, let's flatten the curve in a couple of weeks. We go back to normal in two years and we're not uh, back to normal yet. And every country where there was a major campaign for the jab, COVID went up, people got sick and many people died. And guess where the worst cases of COVID were in America? and still are, as they would call it. In other words, when the evidence shows up ultimately, and we have the freedom to talk about it, the very jabs themselves perpetuated this disease state that we have been dealing with for a long time. And you say, well, Pastor, you know, we're not hearing about many COVID uh, um, infections today. That's, can I tell you why? Because people have stopped taking the jab. They have stopped, and, 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 and that is to be celebrated. A good 90% of people are saying no to putting their kids in that regimen and making them sick and ill because the stats have come out there too. And, and this is all in thanks to, I'm going to let you know this, this is all in thanks to people who are doing what I'm doing. I'm talking about the people who have lost their jobs, who have hazarded their, their careers. Don't turn a blind eye to them. They are the biblical poor in the context, as the proverb says, he that turneth away his ear from the cry of the poor, he himself shall cry and will not be heard. He that, 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 uh, that scorns the cry of the poor reproaches his maker. What is Solomon saying? Sometimes the voice of God that you're going to hear is from the poor, the people that have been harmed, the people who have the reality of the scars of the impact of policies that have devastated their lives. Or you're going to hear from the poor in spirit who actually like Miss Jackson, I forget her name, I'll have it before the break is over. She's the one that I stated earlier, saw the evidence early on about the impact of the trials and was wanting to uh, get the... Um, get the people at Pfizer and the FDA to stop it because she saw too many dangers and they shut her down for two years. Now her information is out, but it's too late because we've, we've vaccinated billions of people now or not vaccinated because it was not a vaccination. We've jabbed billions of people now. And, uh, and, and, and so the damage has been done on so many levels, psychological, physiological, uh, spiritual, sociological, and practical uh, but we still have to warn about it. Do you know why? Because we are still in lockdown formation. You'll notice that the EUA, Emergency Use Authority, that is given to our governors in a pandemic, has not been raised in California. They've dropped them all over the nation. But your governor still wants to exercise the kind of tyrannical, arbitrary powers that you get to have under EUA. Other, other states have been walking normal for months. 
And we could talk about the differentiation between states that did not lock down, states did not that did not operate out of fear and torment and anxiety and, and being spooked by the rhetoric of the media. We can talk about how those states fared well compared to the states that locked down. California was one. We have been utterly devastated economically. You know what I learned about Uganda, though? I learned this about Uganda. This is not good. Uganda shut down, too, because they bought into that lie. And uh, 15 million, 15 million children didn't go to school for two years. And when they opened up again, guess what? Four million children didn't return. And you know why that happened? Simply because many of them starved to death. Many of them committed suicide. All kinds of atrocities occurred. Because order was destroyed, normalcy was destroyed, their lifeline to education, mental health, social uh, 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 hygieno uh, necessity was ruined. When you gather together in disciplined ways with purposeful goals, you're much healthier than when you are isolated and locked in. Imagine being a third world country, poor Ugandan and other countries to boot. I can talk about a lot of countries that this happened to. And you're just sitting around all day long, every day in some kind of isolated fear, completely oblivious and ignorant. What that does to your spirit, what that does to your mind, what that does to your heart. And the media definitely would not want to hear this kind of talk. I'm sharing it with you because you need to know that from what the statistics have been given by those who are legitimate gatekeepers, the impact of the lockdowns were way worse than that little so-called viral pandemic that we experienced for the last two years. And this is where criminal charges need to be levied against our government and against those who are in power. That is the FDA, World Health Organization, the NIH, uh, and the health department under the Biden and Trump administration. Trump is complicit as well. So you know what our government is going to try to do as it has done with every scandal since my lifetime? They're going to try to cover it up and try to keep it moving like nothing happened. I don't think it's going to happen this time. Anyhow, I've got two lines open. one 367 5329 one We're going to take a break and we will continue after this moment. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. The time is 5.50 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. One line open, one 367 one line open, one 367 Let's do what our constitutional rights and our privileges uh, have granted us, and let's do what human beings do best. Engage in dialogue, engage in conversation. I'm going to start with line number two. With Lisa from Burlingame. Lisa, are you there? Hi, Pastor. Hey, what's going on, young lady? Hey, um, we listened to your men's theology, Steve and I. It was did it you? Was absolutely amazing. And where were you at? Um, we were on our way back from the mountains. Okay. How we how was it, it up the there? next day? How was uh, it? Ph- phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. How was the weather? Amazing. Like okay. perfect, uh, perfect. Nothing could have been more perfect. God, God made a beautiful week. Um, which brings us to um, Steve's childhood friends 
his dear, dear friends that he loved, and they loved us, and they couldn't be nicer people. Yeah. Um, we're much aligned with what's going on in the world. Um, the only thing, which is the biggest thing, is we're not aligned with the jab. Sure. And they would never, like, they didn't exclude us for not getting jabbed. And so it never put any kind of stress on our relationship. Yeah. And um, they know how we stand for it. And so in the beginning, they said, oh, we're going to get it because they're fearful. But we're not going to get our kids jabbed. Right. And because they don't need it. Right. And these are high school kids, high school girls. And right. then we went out to dinner for the birthday party, and we're all sitting after dinner. And we start talking about it, and they start, one group starts saying how they're so happy that they've gotten all the jabs. Uh-huh. And then um, the other set of friends as the high school girls said, uh, oh, well, we just got our daughter jabbed because she had underlying health conditions, which is a heart issue. Right. And I just, I, I, I didn't want to make, they know how I, I, I brought up about the testing and then one of them's in bio. These are smart people. One's sure. biotech, one's EPA. These are well, you know, well-read people. Anyway, she just started arguing with me. And instead of me being argumentative, which I usually am, I just, I just went quiet. Right. And I, I feel like I just don't know, you know, Steve doesn't want to ruffle feathers because he says they know how they I'm with Steve right now. So, yeah, tell them I'm glad, I'm glad y'all hanging out. Yep. Having a good time. We always hang out. Yeah, I <laughs> love, I love really, it. really hang out. <laughs> now we're really hanging out. That's um, a beautiful thing. So I just want to be, you know, I, I just want to be like diligent and be the watchman. I mean, I'm not going to be the man watchman, but, um, you know, just be diligent. And these people are, they're beautiful human beings and they're so awake in every respect except for the jab. And we're just, I'm just, we're just wondering how we navigate it with these. Yeah, no, it's great. This is going to be a perfect teaching lesson. I'm going to take this one all the way to the top of the hour. I'm very glad for you calling on that because there are millions and millions of people out there that are in your position, as am I, um, and you know that. Um, we have loved ones, whether they are uh, family members or not, who have uh, succumbed to the jab, and, um, and, and, and we would wonder why they didn't do the due diligence before they did, but they didn't. And we know why that happened to the blitz of the media and the propaganda and all that swept them off their feet through fear. And, and this is probably the uh, the through line uh, around um, why, you know, even to this moment, after many, many um, very clear evidences by tens of thousands of good doctors, we know that the jabs didn't do uh what they said they would. This is part of the lawsuits that are going against Biden's administration. Now, um, we also know the harm that they did do. Um, but people who have taken the jabs are almost at a uh, some zero gain, meaning gain, meaning they can't benefit from it 
on any substantial level so they don't feel compelled to go back and look up what might be some of the residual consequences of the jab uh, because the media is doing a good enough job of making sure that there is no association on a negative part with, you know, myocarditis or pericarditis or thrombosis or uh, strokes or um, any of the autoimmune deficiencies, the uh, paralysis, all of this stuff. I mean, a thousand, there are a thousand symptoms that Pfizer knew before they sent the jab out and people will be sick. They will just be sick going forward as the stats have already proven 40% increase in death last year. You know, these things I'm just talking publicly uh, and people are going to be underperforming for weeks and months, including young people if they've taken the jab and we've already talked about why their blood pumps faster, their hearts are moving more vigorously, their veins are larger, and so all of the adjuvants and the graphene and the nanotechnology, lipid nanoparticles in the jab will be running through their bodies creating conflict at the cellular level, and so they will be sluggish and they will be lethargic and they will be uh, they will suffer problems. This will increase going forward and it will never be connected to to the jab. And here's the difficulty that you and I have in this regard, my sister and brother. Um, we do want to do exactly what you did when we know they know there's nothing for us to do unless they are um, provocative when they push how they feel good about what they did, unless they're provocative. If they're not like provocative with it, if they just um, are showing the naivete and what we already know is the cognitive dis dissonance, the because like we know they're smart people, they're business people, they they're educated people, they are competent people on so many levels. But on this level, fear gripped them. They did not do the research, and they're 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 operating in a hopeful blindness. But they also know. Lisa, you know they know that you don't get three and four and five jabs and still get sick and still pass it on, and 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 this worked. Uh, and they they may have again shut themselves off from relatives and friends and loved ones who got it and got sick, who got it and got really ill, and in some cases who got it and died. We we know that's the case. So with those loved ones, we're just, we are tiptoeing around. You want to continue to tiptoe around unless they make a statement that implies that they are willing to be a peddler of lies intentionally. And then you and I might have to challenge our relationship along the lines of reminding them. Okay, now, you know, we reminded you that these jabs not only did not work because you got people getting more COVID than they did before the jab, stats are out. Uh, and you know that we warned you that these jabs would harm you at subtle ways and very obvious ways. We warned you about that. Now that you're talking about how great they are, do you want to tell me what are the substantial facts that give you the certainty that they're great? And maybe be ready to hear them he and ha, because they will, because they won't be able to give you any kind of concrete facts as to how great the jab was and what that allows you to do. Because I know your question, sis. I know your question. You want to be able to stand for righteousness, even at the intimate level of friendship. Um, but for for me, I, I just wait because, you know, we could unload on them. We could tell them, you know, all kinds of things. But when we have loved ones that are walking in denial 
and they're just, you know, cognitive dissonance again. It becomes a great opportunity for us to demonstrate that we can hold our peace until a more appropriate time, like when they do have an epiphany down the line that they're more ill than they were before and that it might be possible that the jab played a role in the long consequences of sickness and that it wasn't some long haul COVID. You and I know that that's another blanket covering over the fact that people are getting ill and then they might be willing to um, to, to talk with us. It's a long term strategy, sis. Being quiet and, and taking a position of going, I'll wait for a better opportunity. I'm definitely not. So I'm going to say this to you because I know you and a whole lot of other brothers and sisters out there. I know you're not at all. Uh, compromising. I know that you are not fearful. I know that you are not equivocating. We people like us don't have uh, we, we don't have that kind of disposition. Uh, we can easily be disagreeable when we believe the truth is at stake. So I, I know that that's not the case. And I don't want you to be I don't want you to be thinking like that. But you are learning how to be counterintuitive for the purpose of waiting for a better opportunity to uh, to get at your loved ones when they may be in much more of a vulnerable state and in need of you being a uh, charitable uh, interventionist with the facts that you've already had from the beginning. And maybe it'll be more helpful to them then. Uh, that's kind of what I'm hoping, sis. I, I'm kind of hoping that that would be the case down the line. We'd be able to help them who want to be helped. Otherwise, what we don't want to do is cast our pearl before pearls before swine or um, our riches uh, to dogs. That's what Christ said in Matthew 7, because we don't want that inappropriate reaction that w- is often the consequence of them feeling like we're trying to force something down their throat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'm getting. I think I'm getting like instead of being oppositional with them right now, mm-hmm. I just I just wait so that I can interact with integrative thinking with them. Yes, you're there. You're there. And and, and again, this is going to be an arsenal in your uh, in your quiver. These are arsenals in our quiver. And again, this does not mean that we don't have the fire and don't have the resources to actually deal with people who might be belligerent, um, oppositional, uh, arrogant, and presumptive that we won't tell them the facts if they push us hard enough. But we are trying to speak the truth in love. We are trying to value relationships. You know that. That's what I've been talking to you sisters about for a year now, and I'm talking to our brothers about it as well. We want to be civil, respectful, try to maintain a relationship it's so hard, and it's that way with many issues. Sometimes it's that way with our Christianity. We got to do that coming up with this Halloween thing. I'll be talking about that one next week too. How to negotiate, navigate Halloween, um, you know, without hurting folks' feelings. Anyhow, I got to take a hard break. Thank you for the call. Great question. We will see you guys soon. I'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.